Are you ready to vibe? You're listening to Creepy Vibes Only. That scared me. Do I have an echo? <laughs> Are you okay? It just scared crap out of me. <laughs> I don't know what you expected. <laughs> okay. And how do I sound? Crisp and clear that was gross <laughs> i know tim does that all the time when we're playing video games with the guys and it like <laughs> it makes me want to die <laughs> it's like goosebumps like Ugh, no yeah I, he'll kill lean and he'll be like hello oh that was dumb <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you don't want some ASMR? I thought you actually going to stop that time. (laughs) No. Okay, I am done. (sighs) Okay. All right, guys. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. Welcome back to episode three of Creepy Vibes Only. Uh, I'm one half of the equation, Emma. Hi, and I'm Steph. Uh, welcome, welcome. I love that we always have like a bit of a weird pause. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right on. Um, so welcome back. Uh, Steph and I were dying last week, like not literally, obviously, because we're still breathing mm-hmm. right now. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh, some of you know this, some of you don't. We recorded episodes one and two, like right back to back. so like those were set in stone pretty pretty early on back in like february march yeah and uh steph uh as the engager that she is uh posted a poll and why don't you tell us about the poll steph okay first of all though i got like full like vindication after i just want to say obama saved me because (laughs) thanks obama (laughs) So I decided to ask for your opinions on what you would like to hear and what you prefer. And one of the poll was true crimes versus aliens. And this, I posted this poll before episode two was released and 11% of you wanted aliens. And because I'm the nice, you know, a nice host, I gave the 11% aliens on episode two. So. Which, which really just tells you she's a theory. Right? <laughs> No, I just can do what she wants. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't planned, okay? I feel really bad. Give the 11% what they want. Here to serve the smallest group of the population. And then Obama made that, did that interview about how the whole alien thing. So, you know what? It turned out perfect for me. Because he's on board too. As long as as you've got. Good old Obama in your pocket. <laughs> You're all set. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but, like, guys, we actually really do care about what you want. And it just so happened that I was pre-recorded. But we will take into consideration what you tell us and what you want to hear. Make sure that we give you what you want. I just want to point out that you said take into consideration, not act upon. And... It's not a it's not a grammar issue. It's a result issue. She'll think about what you want. It just won't change anything. It just won't. It'll change for the future because I have bad news for everyone that didn't want demonic possessions. We may be exploring that today. And for those that wanted true crime, we may not be exploring that today. Or maybe only so, yeah. both. You but don't keeping know. it spicy. Um, on that vein, 
uh, content warning because things like demonic possessions do touch on things like suicidal idealization, um, self-harm, and uh, other sorts of assault. So if you're not comfortable with that, then maybe this isn't the right episode and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. So Steph, what's keeping you yes. a uh, night this week? Wow. <laughs> um, so nothing spooky this time around. I'm just super so i've been waiting on this book to come out for the longest time and it's finally out and it's all i can do like at night even if i'm super super tired and it's 1 a.m i still have to read at least one chapter so i am obsessed with this new book it's french it's called uh, le crepuscule des fauves the marc levy it's amazing it's about this like hacker group this group of hackers and how they're trying to write social injustices. And it's actually really, really cool, a good concept. But that's what's keeping me up at night. And you, my dear Emma. Um, I've, I've been sleeping pretty soundly. Um, oh, nice. But I will tell you about uh, an experience you know about, uh, okay. but our listeners don't. Um, the last time I was able to visit Ryan and Ashley and Maya, uh, without having to worry, like deal with the pandemic stuff. Um, <laughs> Ryan and I were home alone while Ashley was out working hard, saving lives as she does. And we were sitting in the living room on our phones and Maya was asleep in her crib. And we literally heard footsteps in the front of the house. And we thought Ashley was home, but the footsteps were kind of weird. Like there's this kind of like, like I don't want to say sticky because it's not a gross sound, but like there's a sound that skin makes when it contacts the floor if you're walking barefoot, like we all usually do. Like we're not huge soccerers for whatever reason. <laughs> but that sound is absent. Like it was just like the like the hard contact sound. And we got up and like no one was there. So at this point, Maya was already waking up. So like I held Maya and like Ryan was like running around the house looking for someone because we thought someone was in the house and there was no one there. Insane. I remember you calling me like freaking out. I'm like, videotape it. <laughs> and again, guys, like I am very much a skeptic, but like it was like unsettling. And like growing up, Ryan and I had like a few other weird uh, situations like one time we were at uh, the cottage at Sopel and it was like, must have been like one in the morning. Like we were up late watching something and there was this like huge bang on the window and like the room, like the main living room at our cottage. Uh, it's like this like huge glass window that takes up almost the entire wall. And then there's a TV on one side and the couch faces the TV. So you're kind of sitting perpendicular to the window. And yeah, like someone banged on the window in the middle of the night. We looked and there was no one there. And in the morning we got up to look and like, there's like a bit of a garden out front and there were no footsteps leading into the garden, but there were two like almost barefoot looking ones right at the window. It's gross. Ryan will also quickly point out that like nothing weird has happened to him without me being present. So I'm sorry, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> he has been spared maybe it's me i don't know <laughs> that's weird and, like, i remember when you were telling me about that story in sabo and like because it's pitch black at night so and, like, pitch black just like staring outside the window i'm like oh my god <laughs> what <laughs> so is happening scared. yeah and it's funny like for those of you familiar with uh, that part of ontario like sabo's like a small town but it's not like it's pretty densely populated but it's like mm -hmm pitch black at night yes like it's not it's like creepy. where we where we live where it's like a city right so mm -hmm. anyways Stephanie, very creepy and uh bring it <laughs> home stuff what are you here to uh horrify us with this week all right so this week i have a little short one um i figured i didn't want to a shorty <laughs> so this week, I am talking about the Hat Man. Um, so I've, the Hat... Yeah? 
sorry i've never heard of this this is really i'm excited really okay yeah it's like it's pretty huge i'm surprised you haven't um so the hitman is this no one really knows what this is it is a some would say a shadow a shadow figure um some have said it's a demon an alien hallucination a weird sleep paralysis experience um no one knows what this really is but the one thing that makes this remarkable is that hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people have experienced the hatman and nothing connects them so it's an experience that's been shared by people across borders across time periods some people have seen the hatman since they've been babies up into their adulthood whereas others see the hatman in this when they're in a bad negative time period in their lives and he visits them at that time um but no one knows the only thing that people know is that they've all experienced it's a shared nightmare and okay, we don't I know why I need yeah. to know what it looks like because I'm not gonna lie. I'm literally like picturing you like sitting in your living room and like on the deck, like the cat in the hat, but like a creepy version's like staring at you through the window. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you'll see. I'll I'll show you a picture after. Okay. Okay. okay I'm gonna Google this so, while you're talking because I'm yeah. so curious. <laughs> also, apologies so if you hear my loud keyboard. Sorry, yeah, I'm done talking over scares you. Scares people. I apologize. Steph. <laughs> It's okay. So the Hatman is this six feet tall, completely dark figure. So that's what, what makes him different from shadow figures that you can see through them. The Hatman, you can't. So he's just this very tall figure. Um, some people have said that he had red glowing eyes, while others say that his face is too dark to distinguish any features. Others say that you can see that they the Hatman has some masculine figures and you can only see his smile, which makes it even grosser. The oh. hat man, he's called the hat man because he wears a wide brim hat, like a fedora, along with either a long trench coat or a cape. Sometimes yeah. people see him with a gold watch that's attached to his belt. And he will, while he's visiting you, he'll stare at his watch and then look at you. And then others say that he has a cane. I know. That's so ominous. Like, looks it's like it's icky. time to die. <laughs> I'm like looking at pictures of him stuff and like, this guy's freaky. Like in some of the pictures, he has these like long ass fingers. Mm -hmm. Like he'd it's be icky. a really good tickler. Yeah, it's really icky. And the thing is like, so the hat man, he appears to people in the middle of the night. Great. So... Love that. Some people will tend to, they'll wake up feeling that they're being watched. And then once their eyes focus, they see him either at the foot of their beds, staring at them or in a corner of a room. For some people, uh, if he's at the corner of their bedrooms, he'll slowly walk towards them while watching. Um, others have waken up with him leaning over them and just observing once they do see him, <laughs> I know. So creepy. It's terrifying. And the thing <laughs> is that when people see him, they feel this like immense and pure terror where they're just yeah. paralyzed. They can't scream. They can't breathe. They can't move. All they can do is watch this thing watching them. Ew. And sometimes where that gold watch comes into play, where people have just, they see him staring at them and he'll just look at his watch look back at them and he'll either disappear he'll float away or he'll just like does he I marry know. poppins like just like goodbye <laughs> like his umbrella like or he just walks out of their room into the rest of their house which i find to be even grosser yeah because you don't even know if he's gone no you don't he's just like oh is he making waffles or maybe he's looking for a knife. Great. And like, there's like, if he disappears, you're like, okay, like, you can kind of like explain it away. But if it's this, you wake up and there's a guy like leaning over you, and then he's like, let me go into the your bathroom. Like, you don't know. What if he's a murderer? Exactly. Also, like, which what is if what I like, find. Like, world's worst roommate, truly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
like I'm okay. Like just float away, and then I know you're not real. Yeah, but like you opening my door and leaving into my house, like I don't know. No, how about no? It's just ugh. Yeah, I don't like that. Hmm. But the observing is not the worst that people have experienced with this hat man. Some people say that once they wake up and they see him, he will pin them down to their bed and start choking them. Uh, and at that point, they feel this intense burning in their chest, like a complete tingling sensation from the scalp to their toes. And all they can do is just, they can just experience it. They can't move. They can't do anything until he decides that he's done with them. Okay, I need to tell you something. Because yes. I just like made my skin crawl. So I get sleep paralysis uh, mm -hmm. every few years. Mm -hmm. And it's only when like I have been like extremely sleep deprived for whatever mm -hmm. reason. And I have like a really intense and long and deep sleep. So um, most recently it was... Have you seen him? I don't know. Here's like, let's, let me get into it. Okay. Uh, sorry, that sounded like intense. It's just it's, like, this is crazy. So I... <sighs> went to Italy with my parents, as you know, uh -huh. for, uh, it would be like March of 2018, I think. Yeah, okay. I think, or 2019, one of the two. And when I came back, uh, I flew home and I didn't sleep for like 32 hours almost. Um, cause I shared a hotel room with my parents the night before and like, bless them in their hearts but they snore and like i, just, I don't <laughs> sleep all the people in the room anyways and then i didn't sleep like on the connecting flights from like rome to zurich and zurich to uh brussels but i had like a nice long flight from brussels to canada and on that flight i sat next to someone who was around like who ha must have like some sort of restless leg syndrome which is okay mm -hmm. like they were super polite they can't help it but that meant like I just I didn't sleep yeah and I was lucky to have like very nice friends like Pat Christine and Keitha drove two hours to pick me up and bring me home uh from the airport uh but when they got me home I was like so tired that I slept from like I don't know like four in the afternoon until like around 4 a.m when I thought I had woken up because, okay, so when I was little, uh, sometimes my mom would work late because she had a really demanding job and she worked super hard to like, and my son, my dad, obviously, but like she had later hours than him. And sometimes she would like come into my room and kiss me on the forehead and like say goodnight and I'd fall back asleep. So mm -hmm. I woke up, I thought, to something kissing me on the forehead. Oh. And then... I couldn't open my eyes, but something I could like feel it leaning over me. And then it was choking me so hard. It was pushing me into the bed. And like, I literally had that same burning feeling. And I like, remember like, I then like I sat up and like my neck hurt, my chest hurt. Oh my. And then I went downstairs and slept on the couch. <laughs> oh, so I can't my room anymore. See me right now. I've like cocooned myself in a blanket. Ugh. Okay, I'm so sorry to interrupt your story, but that was like that, that resonated was on with point. Me. Yeah, like I like again, like I don't necessarily believe in this stuff, but like I like I think it's probably more of a sleep paralysis thing because like I've had sleep paralysis a few times, and like it's always something crazy. But like that, like those same descriptors were like very. It's very gross. I'm sorry. That yeah, to zero you. out of ten would not recommend. <laughs> well, well, it's a good segue. Because, um, so a lot of people after experience, some people have, a lot of people think it's sleep paralysis, but then it also happened to people that either never had it or just in other contexts that would make sense. So this, the hat man became a thing because tons of people went to, I went online and posted about it and said, hey, like, has anyone ever experienced this? And turned out that hundreds of people have. And mm -hmm. Yeah, it, was, it just became a bigger and bigger and bigger thing. And 
the, the weird things that like when people are talking about nothing connects them there's not like one similarity there's not one factor that would explain as to why people have seen him or experienced him and with all of that information online like I was reading stories on like Reddit and different blog posts and it's it's disgusting what people have experienced with this guy. Um, well, this thing, this guy, I don't know. Um, but all of that, there's there's some common, except from the people not being connected, there's some commonalities in the experiences. Um, it's, he seems to appear in people's lives when they experience very traumatic, and negative, aggressive time periods. Uh, one person said that they would see the hat man only when they were in this relationship with a, vi a very violent partner. But once they weren't with that person anymore, they never saw him before. Um, another man claimed that he tried to commit suicide. And when he woke up in the hospital, the hat man was in the hospital room, looked at him and said, I almost got you. Oh my God. I know. Um, so he's 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 attached to this negativity. But then, what people don't really know is if he creates that negativity, or if it's because you're in that time period that uh, calls to him, because he seems to be feeding off of that. Um, so, because of all of that, there's been a lot of different fears of what this is. So, a big one is sleep paralysis. A lot of People say that it's the shadow figure that you feel, that choking, that paralysis is key sleep paralysis. But some claims dis discredit this, or not discredit, but some claims differ from sleep paralysis where people will see him in the middle of the day. Some people are driving home or driving down the road and see him on the side of the road. Some people have seen him just sitting in their cars waiting for them. Um, so then that kind of makes, it, it doesn't really make sense. If it's sleep paralysis, then why are you seeing in the middle of the day? Um, yeah. And then, mm -hmm. So then there's some people that say that he is a demon or the devil himself coming to earth to get people, bring them to hell. Um, a, a One claim, one person said that when he saw the hat man, he asked him what his name was, and the hatman said that his name was Scratch, which happens to be an, an old nickname for the devil. The same thing with that story about the man who tried to commit suicide, where he looked at the looked at the guy in the in a hospital bed and said, I almost got you. Jesus. And then to tie in to episode two for my 11%, <laughs> some people think he's an alien. <laughs> Shitty he's visitor. Here. <laughs> he's here to observe humans, and I don't know what he's observing because he's only watching them sleep or well, most of the time. Um, but there's also that utter theory that he's either an alien, or people say that he's a interdimensional being, a ghost, someone that's astral projecting. Even people say that he's a time traveler. But in basic, whatever he is, in basis, I mean. Um, he's here to observe humans. And choke them, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the hat man. Ew. I mean, cool. But, like, I don't know. It's, I don't want to hang with him. It's freaking gross. <laughs> yeah, it's super gross. Ew. He's very creepy. And there's, like, a loads of, like, movies. I think he was, like, uh, The Haunting on the Hill... The last one that they came out with, I don't remember, Blue Manor or something like that. Um, oh, Blue Manor. You know those yeah. like, yeah. So you know those like shadows that you see in the background. Yeah. Like apparently the Hatman is inspiration to that. Oh, cool. Mm hmm. So it's obviously because of everyone uh, talking about it, it's like growing, growing more into phenomena where people think it's more like a creepy pasta, but there's people who actually have experienced this guy. I love creepypasta. Like, we'll have to really yes. get into that as this goes on because, like, it's such a deep dive. Mm -hmm. So interesting. Also, when you were talking about him, like, being in people's car, I'd be like, okay, I guess he uh, he now has a Subaru. Because <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not coming into work. Like, no, sorry. 
fire yeah. me i'm not dying <laughs> yeah sorry paul uh can't come in today <laughs> my vehicle is being commandeered by uh whatever this guy is yeah <laughs> Uh, uh, Mr. Hat, I would like to go to work. <laughs> Good grief. Mm-hmm. I don't love that. I don't love no. that. No, it's gross. Well, your turn. Sure. Yeah, so before I get uh, rolling, um, I am going to be talking about demonic possession, and as I mentioned earlier in the uh, s- uh, the episode, um, content warning because like again like i am going to be talking a bit about suicidal idealization and um like i'm gonna bring like some levity to it obviously not where it's not appropriate but uh demonic possession is like a pretty heavy thing um and i want to thank mount holyoke university or college i guess as they call them in the states everything's college down there um (laughs) (laughs) the infographics show uh newportrhodeisland.com thoughty too and then i found this like youtube channel that i'm now kind of obsessed with when i was doing some research called crystal and david and they okay. like they seem to have like a podcast blogcast too and they have like a really cool illustrator who's involved with them but they have these different like scenarios where they it's like could you survive a horror movie could you survive this and like i watched there could can you survive a demonic possession and it was like very entertaining um okay so i recommend I'll that you check it and- out yeah, it's so funny. And they're they're very good hosts. Like they're very um engaging. Cool. So yeah, so um to start off, demonic possession. So I always like interpreted it as like the exorcist, which is apparently based off a true story about a kid in Maryland, and I'll get into that. And like very much like Amityville horror, because like that movie with I think it was Ryan Reynolds back in the day like i loved that movie as a uh, younger emma um i've never watched it oh i'll have to watch it it's so good no <laughs> yeah we're back va- <laughs> now that we're uh, half vaccinated stuff yeah it's time for a spook um <sighs> i previously thought that demonic possession was like you know satan has entered the chat and he controls your body now um but it's a four-stage process i guess so the first stage is infestation so this is like think haunted house like very much like the classic like i'm in bed and there's footsteps in the hallway why do i smell eggs i mean if you smell like that in your house you might have a gas leak so be careful (laughs) take care of it yeah like call the fire department um things are moving around there's like crazy sounds like oh is like barber making eggs in the kitchen nope (laughs) so it's like that kind of stuff then comes oppression so (laughs) this is like the demon starts to beat you up (laughs) kind of which i'm laughing at but like what the fuck it's how Um, we cope yeah like we said this before like yeah like laughter especially like that nervous laughter is very much a coping mechanism i don't think you getting (laughs) like someone getting beat up is funny um also sorry you don't get to sleep anymore and also you're now always sick and you're broke and everyone hates you like the demon just starts to like absolutely ruin your life so they can uh interrupt your sleep patterns like waking up at three in the morning is a super common thing feeling like very unwell the witching hour it's when spooky shit happens apparently (laughs) uh yeah with the bitches um they can give you like some pretty intense like depressive and physical symptoms um i guess it's common for them to also like cause monetary issues really like yeah just like how well, like, like you I guess lose... you're too depressed to go to work. Yeah, or like something like expensive will break, or like you'll get fired, or oh someone God. will get sick if you're in the states, and you're like, oh, healthcare, not pre- not yeah. public. Um, and like they seem to ruin your relationships. Like everyone starts getting mad at you. Like your spouse is like, you know what? You can go suck eggs. I think I smell some downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like um, isolating you yeah a hundred percent 
Okay. They are like, they're beating you down. And then it gets worse because we get to Ugh. stage three, which is obsession, which like, I love that it's its own stage. And it's like, shockingly, you're now preoccupied by the fucking demon that's hanging out with you. <laughs> uh, Satan take the wheel. And this is where it gets, starts to get like more heavy. Like you're not sleeping anymore. Like you're just awake 24 seven, like heavy insomnia. And this is typically where things like suicidal idealization will start. Mm. <sighs> Uh, and yeah, like your life is now just like, you're just like, sup, Azathoth's here. Like that's like, that's all you think about. You're just like demon, 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 demon. Okay. Um, and next is actual possession. So this is like stage four. Oh my God. That's long process. Just fucking possess and go. So, right. So I always thought of like possession as like the whole shebang. And I always thought of it as like, you know, like the demons just there using you as like a flesh vehicle and like has stolen yeah. your soul. Apparently, that's not the case. So saith the Catholics, uh -huh. who I researched information from. Because like, again, I'm also like more approaching this from like the Catholic viewpoint, which is just yeah. because that's what I'm familiar with because I live in North America and that's super prevalent here. But like, possession and stuff is uh, in all sorts of religions and is something that uh, we can look at more thoroughly in later episodes but i only have so much mm -hmm. time so they explain it as like rather than it like being like satan's taken control uh the demon has like broken you down into submission at this point okay which like makes sense to me based on like everything that's happened so far like you're so like exhausted and isolated as you pointed out and just like done so mm -hmm. that they can really like change your judgment and decision making so the demon can now just like or demons because sometimes it's like there's 40 demons in this body um oh can just like make you do what they want I'd, ugh. yeah like it's like <laughs> ugh. i want to say something but there's like just ugh. say it no i'm saying like there's i don't know like i'm, I'm speechless it's just ugh. it's gross yeah, it's gross it's gross so here are some symptoms <laughs> oh great to see if you're possessed uh when so, d first possessions right so <laughs> symptom one is xenoglossy which is basically like knowing new language without having used duolingo so like suddenly like i know italian fluently uh typically it's like latin or something but fun uh suddenly you are hulk strong uh really? so, yeah like super strength is like a common like commonly like it's one of the symptoms being like very averse to like holy stuff being like get that cross out of my face <laughs> um being like a sudden trivia master and just like knowing stuff you have no business knowing okay <laughs> um which is also just like a very virgo thing and i felt a little attacked um <laughs> and this guy named gary thomas who was a prolific or is a prolific exorcist and the movie the right is actually based on him so he also included changes in your facial features. Oh. Like, which to me, like, I immediately thought of, like, the pillow face filter. And I was like, so half of LA. Um, <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Like, anyone that's gotten, like, way too drunk has experienced that. So I don't know. Uh, Insumation, what the fuck? So What's as I was, like, so, like, insumation. Like, yeah, to summarize. Sorry. Like, to summarize. Oh, in summation. Okay, sorry. That's okay. Here to help. <laughs> to me, it also like kind of sounds like progressive mental illness. Mm-hmm. It would make sense. Yeah, I mean, like apart from like becoming like the Hulk <laughs> and like C three PO by just knowing every language, um, like a lot of it like, sounds. You don't like have. Yeah, like you don't have your basic like healthy foundations like you don't sleep you don't eat you don't have a a social circle to support you like exactly mm -hmm. so my understanding from my research is that the church will all like the church now especially works with um mental health professionals so psychologists to rule out mental illness before okay. providing their style of intervention and smart yeah so that's something that they do so 
since this sounds like a total laugh riot, let's talk about how you get your own demon. Oh. Take notes. Take notes, guys. <laughs> you too can have a demon. So option one, a Luigi board, aka a Ouija board. Um, but seriously, so there's like two main ways that you get a demon or demons up in your life. So through like either like a Ouija board or some other circumstances, a demon passes into you and is like, oh, looks like a fun vessel. Let's go. <laughs> or someone in league with uh, Satan sends you an express demon via FedEx. They Amazon Prime you some evil. Oh my so like God. a curse. So... My understanding of like you coming into a demon more organically is you are like really struggling and you're an easy target and through that they take advantage of you and oppress you and break you down until you're they're kind of able to like pull the strings. So um, could the, we can technically tie this to the Hatman, right? Where totally. he appears to people when like their life is at like the lowest point. A hundred percent. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's spooky. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I have uh, broken down some demons and I have rated them based on uh, which demons you would want. Oh, so you can pick your very favorite flavor. Yeah. So uh, first one is Agaras. He's an old man. He rides okay. a crocodile and carries a falcon. <laughs> uh, nice. he can give you titles and he can teach oh. you languages but okay. also can cause earthquakes which is not great I mean um, if you're on his side it could be good for you and the thing is so like let's say he teaches you languages stuff mm -hmm. <laughs> you know them but you can only say like really horrible things <laughs> oh yeah could be so, convenient at certain times <laughs> yeah so he gets a 7 out of 10 okay uh, next is Balam. Also, apologies if I don't pronounce these properly. I have tried to. Um, so Balam has an army. Words are hard here. Okay. Especially for stuff. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Balam has an army. He is a raven. He makes okay. you funny and witty and sometimes oh. invisible. Oh. Also, also, he is a king of hell and rides a bear. So I gave him a nine out of ten. Yeah. Even the bears are lawless. Bear. Lawless creatures. So, uh, next guy is pretty cool too. I say cool. I know that these are all not great things, but like I say cool and that they're interesting. Uh, Kimaris, yeah. he is a warrior on a black horse, also reproduces by mitosis and can suddenly have a mirror image of himself created. Ugh. He leads you to treasure. Oh. Very cool. And he can teach you stuff. Like he'll be like, this is some facts that you could not otherwise know. I can tell you the future. So I gave him an 8 out of 10. Sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aquia has one cool trick, and that is making Sundays terrible because that is uh, the Lord's Day. So uh, 2 to 10. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barbas uh, appears as a lion. Very cool. Very okay. cool. Uh, yeah. Will answer you truly. So not a liar. He can That's good. cure... And cause disease and pain. Six out of ten. <laughs> uh, Gape. Uh, he has a spooky form, which is like quintessential demon. Or human uh -huh. form. Oh. Uh, he's like super into love. Oh. Uh, and can make you more or less attractive slash hot to other people. Four to ten. Because he's scary looking. <laughs> okay. So next, I only have two more. Himal, which is the, like what the demon that's like mostly actually is the demon that's referenced in the movie Hereditary, which you should also watch because it is a fucking trip. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I saw it with Timikita and like literally white knuckled the entire movie. Like we walked out of that just like shells of our former selves. Yeah, no. That yeah, it was intense. Uh, those of you listening, if you have watched it, the all I will say is the telephone pole scene. Am I right? Um, anyways, Himal can give you uh, information and treasure. Okay. A lot of them give you information and treasure. That seems to be like yeah, the commonalities. It's very nice of them. But also, also sometimes people die. <laughs> so, three to ten. 
Oh my god. And last and also least <laughs> is Zozo. So Zozo Ooh, I've heard of him. Yeah, I bet you have because Zozo You're not is... supposed to say his name. Oh, I've said it like three times. Anyways. Uh Shit. his name looks like 2020, so I'm just gonna call him 2020. Okay. <laughs> so 2020, <laughs> this is the one that DMs you on a Ouija board. <laughs> like if you start like being like, hello. Aunt Margaret, are you there? It's going to be 2020 that responds to you. Yeah. Um, they cause tragedy. They can make you act an absolute fool. Uh, they also encourage self-harm and they beat you up. So negative one out of ten. Oh my god. <laughs> so, now you know how to get a demon and you have like a sense of like which demon you want to order. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So You've got choices. Yeah, so you like we already talked about how it's going to go when you have them, and the answer is not great unless you pick one of the cool ones and you're chill. Um, yeah. So now we're going to talk about the stage when you kind of get sick of it, and you're like, I need a young priest and an old priest. Mm-hmm. So the exorcism stages. And again, this is in the Catholic uh, sense, so I don't know what yeah. other religions do, and I'm curious to find out. I'll probably do that after we stop recording. Yeah, we can do like a sequel. Yeah. On this. <laughs> Demons Round 2, the spooky boogaloo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, okay, so stage one. The pro- also, I like love how ultra serious the like stages of demonic possession and also the exorcism stages are named. Like they're not fucking around. So stage one, the presence. Oh. This is where like it's like BAM! Demon is spotted. The presence <laughs> is known. It look, it's Beelzebub. Okay. Stage two pretense so le demon tries to pretend to be the victim be like no it's fine it's just me stephanie uh, and the priest is like nope it's feels above and uh three is breakpoint so this is where like the demons like it stops trying to like pretend that it's the victim it's like all right it's me and this is where they start to like get crazy and like shit starts to go down so this is where like crazy sights and sounds and smells start popping up like suddenly it smells like sulfur you hear like crazy sounds going on like you start to like see demonic presences it's all bad like it's not good and the vic Mm. like when speaking of the victim the demon will now like address him in the stage like the third person like i'm like yes hi it's me feels above yes i'm in stuff's body i know it's not great but i'm here like what are you gonna do about it um, so the next stage is the voice. And this is where a Jonas brother gives you a record deal and it's great. <laughs> uh, so actually a, the demon starts talking a lot of shit and they're just like, they're like, fuck you, fuck your family. Like your mother darn sucks in hell. Um, <laughs> you got that reference. Uh, and the priest potentially priests um, need to get the demon to shut the fuck up before they can move on to stage five, which is the clash and no, not the band, but this is where like shit goes down. There's like crazy physical and spiritual pressure. Like it like is super heavy. And this is where like the priest and demon are like truly throwing hands. Okay. Like they're done trying to work it out. It's just time to fight. And the last stage is expulsion. So this is where the demon or demons get yeeted by the Jesus and God. And I guess mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. Like, let's throw them all in there. Um, the presence is now gone. Or, and sometimes the victim like knows what happened. And sometimes they're like, oh, look, it's Tuesday. And they're like, no. No, it's Friday. Oh, my God. It has been crazy. Yeah. So it's like a full shebang. Like, there's a whole lot of production that goes mm-hmm. into that. So, now I'm going to tell you stuff about some cases. Oh, great. So, I'm going to talk about these all, like, a very, very surface level, because I think that they're all on their own more than interesting enough to be subject matter for future episodes in depth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, the first one is, like, one of the most uh, famous ones, which is Annelise Michel. Uh, So, she was a wee German lass, true to my own heart. Um, and she's actually the base of the story or movie, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Okay, yeah, I heard so, that. I heard that. 
so she suffered from mental health issues and epilepsy. Yes, and... I remember that. Yo, it's okay. nuts. And when she was around 20, uh, she became uh, suffering, uh, someone who was suffering from suicidal idolization and also uh, hated Jesus. <laughs> she also started to drink her own pee. And uh, it was not great. It sounds like she was yeah. having a really rough go and was not healthy. Um, and priest uh, Yosef Stengel was like, this isn't normal. So he secretly performed 70 exorcisms on her. Secretly? Well, like they hid it from the world. Like her parents knew. Oh, and they were okay. like, Viva do 70 like, exorcisms. Um, the church didn't know, I guess. And then she subsequently died of thirst and malnutrition. <gasps> no, that's sad. Yeah, zero out of ten. Mm -hmm. So the next one is the one that the exorcism is actually based on. So this was in Maryland in the 1940s. And the victim is known by his pseudonym, uh, Roland Doe, because the church would provide uh, young folks with pseudonyms to protect their identity. Because, like, obviously, especially, like, 1940s, they'd be like, oh, let's go see him, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> so... He got a demon from a Ouija board, <laughs> uh, which is why we will never touch one because he no. was trying to call his dead aunt, which I find oh. really sad. Like he was a little kid is my understanding. Uh, and he was like, I just want to talk to Aunt Mildred. Let's just talk to her about stuff. Um, oh, he, that's so sad. So he had like the classic development of symptoms. The way, like, okay. you know, like, there's, like, the, like, house is spooky, and then he's getting sad, and now he's getting really, really bad, and then the, he's spewing stuff. Um, so the family, like, as he got wild, they were like, oh, we need an old priest and a young priest. And he was then exorcised 30-plus times. So oh lots God. of intervention. Also, apparently, I don't know why I put my notes in this way, in this order, but he also floated and smelled like sulfur. <laughs> so yikes. wow so my last case is one that i'm probably going to talk about in the near future because i think this is just such a wild true crime story mm -hmm. but uh the son of sam so you may mm. also know him as david berkovich who was a prolific serial he's a, like, he's still alive but he was a prolific serial killer from 1976 to 1977 um, so for this amuse-bouche, uh, what you need to know is that he would wordlessly go up, shoot his victims with a 44 caliber gun, and leave. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to read you a little excerpt from one of his notes. He had some like crazy letters. It reads, I love to hunt prowling the streets, looking for fair game, dash, tasty meat. Ugh. The the women of Queens are too pretty, prettiest of all, or are the prettiest of all. I must be the water they drink. Sorry, what? his note is like crazy. I live for the hunt, my life, blood for Papa. So, who's Papa? He's known <laughs> oh, I'm into that. So he's known as the son of Sam because he addresses himself as such. His dad name, his dad's name was Tony, number one. <laughs> Poor Tony. So Sam, uh -huh. aka uh Sam Papa? Carr. So that's his neighbor. And he was convinced his neighbor was the demon who had and his neighbor did have a black lab, but he was convinced that the black lab was also possessed by a demon and the black lab would tell him what to do and command him to kill also like i'm sorry but if like all the dogs that are going to command you to commit like horrific murder it's not gonna be a labrador no they're gonna command you to throw a ball until It'll your arm chihuahua falls off. yeah or For milo sure, chihuahua. no not milo baby mm -hmm. <laughs> okay <laughs> uh anyways uh in short we'll get into him more in the future uh he got six life sentences for his oh. killings and he's still alive anyways uh justice for his victims but also for the black lab <laughs> <laughs> he was so annoyed yeah yeah 
So that is our little amuse-bouche on demonic possessions. I wanted to like talk about them generally before we get into like addressing them individually because like i find the whole process like fascinating for how like they come to be and like yeah how you know like they they deal with it like the treatment of it Mm -hmm. and i mean there's still exorcisms going on today yeah which is wild to me Mm -hmm. but they've been going on for like as long as catholicism and christianity have been a thing and obviously like beyond christianity Catholicism, like there's demons in like I could be wrong, but I would assume almost all religions, if not all. So I'm by no means a religious expert, but like yeah, I find it like like, a lot of them, or like it may not specifically be the demon concept, but it's a similar concept. Yeah, and I love how they've Mm -hmm. like I don't love okay. I find it like (laughs) fascinating how they've like broken it down into like the process is like fairly like consistent and the like treatment is very consistent like it's like first your house gets crazy mm-hmm. and then they start it's to a routine attack. yeah like it's like my understanding of it is that like as you like start to like give attention to like each stage and give it your energy the demon is like latching more and more and more on and i was watching this uh video like on the infographic channel and i think yeah i think it was the infographic channel on youtube which is also fantastic mm-hmm. and they were talking about how like one victim had like 40 demons in him like what that would how? be exhausting i don't even yes. want to be around 40 people <laughs> <laughs> like that's just exhausting like can you just imagine mm-hmm. that like all that being in your head and being like Ugh guys just be quiet i'm trying to watch new girl like mm-hmm. can you not no yeah it's intense dude oh <sighs> what an episode <laughs> yeah i'm like physically tired now me too <laughs> oh god well guys thanks for vibing with us mm-hmm. <laughs> we will see you in two weeks yeah buckle up it'll be a doozy all right guys keep (laughs) it creepy Bye. bye thank you for listening to creepy vibes only you can find us on instagram twitter and facebook by searching for creepy vibes only podcast we absolutely appreciate and love your support and you can do so by leaving a review on apple podcasts and subscribing to the show wherever you listen if you wish to get in touch with us you can send us an email at cvopodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voice message on our podcast's page on Anchor. We will talk to you in two weeks. Bye!